Hype man. Yeah. Hype man. Wow. I was gonna say, Cobb, you could appreciate that. Just like show up like I'm here, boys. Yeah. Just come in white hot. You sure can. <laughs> I did that for a bachelor party in Miami in like a, an American flag, like silk robe. And dude, it killed. It was like a, like a, you know, like one of those like American wrestler robes, like WWF yeah. style. Huge. Great entrance. Uh, all right. We're ready to rock. Yep. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Oh, this. What the? This is the podcast starring the tense. Starring the tense. Star. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the home episode. Be the host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All right, back there. He's back in his left-hand corner, up top. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? What's up, boys? I just want to say that your boy is out here on offense. I just switched from defense to offense. Vaccines have been administered. Mass bans are being lifted. Let's go. (laughs) All right, down there, getting the studio. Still pretty set up. And the wheels of steel. Matt Comer, the producer. MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hi, Ted. Great to see yeah, you. Like, the mask thing's ending everywhere. It's over, baby. It's over. Boom. It is. We made it. We did it, boys. All right. Speaking of masks, before we get to anything, uh, Mr. Cobb, have you rever- reviewed the tapes? Dude, oh my God, I totally forgot. Jesus. <laughs> I was just about to say, too, that I was all pumped um, when, uh, like, the. My short confession is uh, when I saw the um, the CDC had lifted the the mask mandate, I literally started crying reading the article because I was watching a documentary on the Challenger explosion and thinking about like big American moments, like things that like, you know, defined an era, um, things like Kennedy getting assassinated, the Challenger explosion, 9-11. And I was like, dude, this is going to be, you know, the front page of the paper on Sunday, like the iconic, like mask ban has been lifted. You know, it's over. We made it. And it's crazy thinking about, you know, how many people we lost. I mean, 500,000 is what a couple of 747s a day. Uh, but that being said, uh, no, I didn't get a chance to review the tape, which is funny because I had nothing but time this week and I just totally blanked. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought about texting you and I was like, nope, he was all about it. I'll just uh, wait. You should have. <laughs> you should have, dude. That's, that's literally classic Aaron Cobb. I'm like, oh, I'm taking this dude down. And I'm like, yeah, I stopped caring like 10 seconds after we stopped recording. <laughs> 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 mm. Sorry, everyone. No, uh, what are the, what's that called? No roast today. No public skewering. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't going to be one anyhow, but. At least not of you, Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess lifting of the mass mandate is a big deal, but there's also like, not everybody's on board yet. There's like some places you still got to wear it in and then work and this and that. So it's like, it's kind of over, but is it? And then like, I don't know, like when I walk to work, I don't wear it anymore, but I just keep the gator around my neck in case somebody goes, you need a mask here. Like, all right. Ted, just admit you don't want it to be over, man. I think meltdown is happening. Target lifted the ban today. Starbucks is on board. Let's go. <laughs> uh, meltdown confirmed they canceled it yesterday. God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that actually doing? surprises me. Uh, like right as everything opens back up, that does surprise me that they 
they chose this moment to cancel. I guess it takes a long time to get all that stuff together. It's May. Yeah, that's what they said on the post was like, that's a lot of lot of logistics to get to get done right now. Um, and yeah, so that was just really. Yeah, the way that, that uh, as bummed out as I am, like the way that you were so confident about that, right? When we were like, oh, we both saw that post yesterday. Kind of made me a little bit happy at the same time. You were talking about meltdown not being on. Dude, here's the thing. Every every match needs a heel. Okay. People need someone to hate. And if You're that's right. me, hey, I served my purpose. Thank you for stepping up to the plate. It's just, I mean, like, I could Matt and I could see it in your eyes, just the confidence. Like, meltdown's happening, this is happening. I'm like, oh, oh. Ted and I are looking at each other, like, you want to tell them? No. <laughs> uh uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm bummed out it's happening too, but again, I am not, uh, I was not shocked at all. Cause I mean, besides the fact you got to plan all that stuff and then, you know, you still got to assume the risk, like sporting events are just easier. There's vaccine vaccinated sections, unvaccinated sections, like, you know, like it's a festival, like everybody mixes in with each other. And frankly, meltdown people are not necessarily vaccine people. Well, you know, I'm not going to speak on that. Every almost, well, yeah, everybody we go to meltdown with, I'm pretty sure is vaxxed. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it is a wider demographic than sometimes we re- like. A lot of people are are game to to go melt, but you know, outside of there, might might view things differently than we'd conventionally think about about the hippies. It's an interesting crowd, very diverse, and. uh yeah, it's one of the things I love about it. Can't wait till next year. Somebody's- yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I was pretty excited to see Big Wild and Grizz. That's that's huge for me. Back to back, two of my two of my top dogs. <clears throat> yeah, I guess for me, like, I don't know. I was talking about it this weekend. Like, I just wasn't gonna be like. I'm just not shocked they canceled it. I mean, that's a big undertaking. And and still to this like. I know fish is playing out of the gorge like Labor Day weekend, but that's like the earliest like music thing I've seen. Mm. Right. Cause like Seafair got canceled. What else? Like bummer shooting had already canceled. So I was like, yeah, it didn't shock me. Like I hadn't even, I hadn't even looked on who was supposed to be playing. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Here's the other question I have for you guys uh, talking about stuff, uh, everything kind of opening up. Like, do you think it's going to be odd to interact with people again every day? <laughs> uh, what do you think, Matt? Man, in per- so I'm down here in Palm Springs and I've I've been pretty social since I like, it's felt good. It's felt very uh returning to normal but also you know not it's it's not like full-on crazy or anything but like yeah people are out people are talking i would say this whole time people were not not a lot of people were a mask outdoors down here um the other times i was down here but there's definitely less masks and um been been enjoying the hell out of talking to people like it's it's a little bit weird Cause I'm so excited. I'm making it weird with my enthusiasm and my ability to verbally diarrhea all over a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of excited to work out without a mask on again. 
Yeah, seriously. I, I'll say, I think, um, you know, I think Seattle has been a little more strict than other places uh, during the pandemic. I've been in Utah, Idaho, Oregon, California, and Texas, and Seattle is by far the strictest um, and most adherent, but also one of the most vaccinated and obviously the most educated population in the country. So it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I would say I was out this weekend, a lot of fun feel socializing feels incredible. I was at some sort of a backyard uh, party thing at a bar. And honestly, it feels so good to be around people, man. You forget just like how nice that is. And, uh, you know, with music bumping and whatever, it's, you know, you really can't, can't replace the human element. And it, it makes you appreciate uh, our interconnectedness and our, our need for each other, I think. Um, I don't know, Ted, you worried, worried about getting back out there? I mean, I wouldn't say worried. I just think people aren't really thinking about like, and you're right. Like I've been out a few places and, you know, trust me, I'm a very social person, but also like, just like, right, we're going to get back to normal, like traffic and like rude people. And like, I'm just like, like, get like back out there and do this and that. I'm like, well, don't forget, you didn't like everybody before this happened. Right. Yeah, seriously. The traffic is going to be crazy. Like Seattle's actually changed a lot of their streets. People probably don't care, but they've narrowed a lot of their streets to single lanes and bus lanes and stuff. And like, it's going to be wild for a couple of years, but it's ultimately it's a, it's a good grand plan. Decent grand plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just like, I was going to say, like, I just notice it like when I'm walking to work and stuff. And then, uh, I was going to say, I went up North last week and I'm just like, Oh man, like there's actually some traffic. Like, it's just those little things I, I think people forget about. There was traffic going up north to Sandwood? I mean, not traffic, but just a lot more than there's been in months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know I mean? Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, good. I was going to say, even a few, even like two months ago, there wasn't that many people on the highway. But like where our office, or you guys know, we, we podcast, like with the offices and stuff, like you could see the highway. And I'm just like noticing it, like that's more traffic. And then, Mainly just like when you go south, like I, I see people being like, can't believe this. And I'm like, why? What can't you believe? Like, not like people move. Yeah, you and everyone else on the road can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy, man. <laughs> so I guess that's why I asked the question. Like, everybody's like, oh, I can't wait. And it's like, all right, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, Ted, dude, I do have to say, you know, we were we were talking about this down here, um, but, you know, admiring from afar, you're an extrovert, very social person, and you've done a lot of the quarantine, like, largely alone. I think you would do great in prison. Like, I always look at myself and I'm like, there's no way I could do time. And it's like, dude, Ted just sat there and he just he just did the time, man. You know, he just put in the work, found out what was really going on. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> right. I am a very social person, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there was definitely times I will say last year by like December, we were talking to my brother and I'm just like, I was like, I'm just f-ing tired of being like the upbeat person, to everybody. <laughs> yep. I was like, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like the people count on me for stuff, but like, I can't help you through this one. Like, I, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm pretty bummed out too. Yeah. No man is an Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of funny also like uh i don't like the one nice thing was like i like the zoom stuff because it was like man i saw some some of my cousins more probably than i usually see in a normal year 
Yeah, seriously. Also, I was thinking, you know, your brother probably had a crazy year. What with his, uh, wait, have you said his job on here? Can we say that? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Principal. With being, being a principal, like that's gotta be a wild job during the pandemic. So I, I imagine that was probably pretty stressful for him. Shout out Chris walking his dog right now. <laughs> you know, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's just weird. Like, I don't know your, your whole job is teaching people and running a school and they just weren't there for that long and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of this. This is a very strange long year, but with that said, like I was talking to Mike today and I'm like, damn, next weekend's Memorial day. Like summer's here. Mm-hmm. We're back, which I'll actually be in town next weekend. Not this coming weekend, but the following. I don't know when oh, that is. Good. Wait, which weekend's Memorial day, the 22nd or the 29th? The 29th. Nice. Right on time. <laughs> well yeah it's weird for like sporting events now up here like they have like if you're vaccinated you can sit in a section without your mask on but if you're not you gotta sit in a different section <laughs> that's wild and do you have to like show your card or how do you prove it i think so i'm not sure like i think there's like a vaccination check-in and you get like a wristband like i'm over here in the free section just partying <laughs> I like it. Just publicly, slowly shaming people into getting their vaccines. Like, look at those guys drinking beers with no masks, smiling, having a good time. <laughs> should hire hot chicks to go hang in that section. Just like <laughs> high-fiving, living life. Giving high fives to all the guys. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I will say this. Uh, last weekend, right? We had a good time. Played, uh, man, when's the last time you guys actually played badminton? Great game. I always say this great game, huge in Asia. Uh, it's been a while for me, probably about four years. Yeah. I kind of forgot. Like for some reason, I just assume every shot arches up real high and I'll just jog over and tap it. <laughs> and then I got fired up and was like trying to like hit it real hard. It's like, that's not badminton. Be graceful. <laughs> the drop shot, man, dude, another great game. Actually, Matt's down in Palm Springs pickleball, similar concept, Matt, dude, the pickleball courts near your place are hot. In the morning, Scotland. I don't know if you go out there, but yeah. there's a park by the guy who like started. He was the first one to ever build a subdivision. There's this park, and there's like 40 old people out there playing every morning, dude. It's live, very. Oh, fun. and it's like live. Okay, you yeah. Should go. Seriously, yeah. Text me the fun. address or the name of it, and I'll look okay, into that. That sounds fun. We got one here in the little community uh, that you know. Tyler and I have been, uh, you know, we've played a few times. And so I've got some skills, but if I'm going to go to that park, I'm like, I got to get my chops up. You know, I've been focusing too much on the golf course. I got to give pickleball a little bit of, a little bit of attention. Yeah. And it's, it's teams. It's two on two. So come correct. And you know, pickleball started up here. Bainbridge Island or Woodby Island. Something Something like like that. Yeah. One of those islands. Dude, pickleball is starting to take off. In Austin, they're building the largest pickleball complex in America. I've never played it, but it's like small, like tennis, right? It's right in between. Okay, there's tennis and there's ping pong. It's right in between. But yeah, good game. You don't have to move that much. It's but easier it's like, than tennis. You know, That's why it's so like popular. A day to learn, a lifetime to master. I'll say that. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, we have a couple friends that are into it. And then uh, I was watching, man, was it, was it F1 Drive to Survive? One of them. But, like, the dude, one of the drivers and his dad go, and I'm like, what are they playing? And uh, our buddy Joe 
the mayor was like, dude, that's pickleball. And I was like, oh, all right. Wait, Joe's watching Formula One too? No, I was describing it to him and he was smart enough to be like, that's pickleball. <laughs> dude, I'm glad you brought up F- F1 because I, I feel like I had an epiphany. I think you and I, at some point in our lives, need to go to Monaco together. How do you feel about that? I agree. But we also talked about this. I looked up the tickets. The base package is like four or five G's. Ted Smith, I repeat, at some point, you and I <laughs> need to go to Monaco together. But we can't roll in. We can't roll in on a budget. This is when we were talking about slapping hundreds in people's hands. That's our but, move. We'll wait till the time is right. But I think Monaco, I feel like you're the right person to go to Monaco with cigars, cocktails. It's going to oh. be great. Champagne. Yeah, Monaco's this weekend, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, and, dude it's not just me and you. Uh, George and Nick are big F1 guys now, too. Oh, nice. Hey. Yeah. Dude, well, they should come. I was like, trust me, dude. Everybody's in on it now. Like, Formula One, like, the best thing for their American audience was probably the pandemic. Oh, yeah. To- that and the show. They said because of the show... The last race was the most Americans who have ever watched 880,000. And they added that race in Miami. I think we were talking about that on the last podcast or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Cause it was like the first like season or t- like, especially the first season, like nobody wanted to be on board except Red Bull, like Mercedes. Yeah. There was like, no, 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 no cameras here. But now the once it got popular, I mean, shoot, that's how I got into the, to the Indian premier league and cricket was I watched, uh, what was it? Uh, I don't know was that whole- show was, but it was good. Yeah, there was a whole series on the Mumbai Indians. So, yeah. yeah. That was a great show. I watched that whole thing, too. And it's <laughs> tough to suck me into a Netflix show, but they got me. <laughs> You're the only person I know that would say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I've watched so many Netflix shows. <laughs> well, I'm just not, not a big TV guy. Dude, you got to bring it. I finished. I'm all caught up on Letterkenny. I made it all the way through the last episode that they have out right now, which is all crazy right. for me. That's nine seasons. I don't know that I've ever made it nine seasons through a show that I didn't watch like from the start or very early on and get into as like something that I was watching, you know, over the years. Might be yeah, my big- Obviously, I think it's a Canadian thing because I again I was the same way with the trailer park boys. Like I don't think I ever watched them when they were actually like doing them. But then like somebody sent me some DVDs and then and they used to replay them on this on the what's it because uh, it's showcase, right? Like Canadian HBO. Somehow I had that channel. And I was like, oh man, this stuff is crazy. Yeah. That show's so good too. It is. It is. Uh, what else am I gonna talk about? Uh, yeah, you guys probably don't care. I'm like, yeah, Zoom's slowing down. Like, it was always fun to do, and like, I like it. Like during the week, I can like pop on and say hi to somebody. But I'm just like, like the Friday night Zooms. I'm like, man, I I think it's been two weeks since I've done one. I'm like, I'm gonna miss again this week. Is gonna be down at Sal's. I'm just like, I don't know. It'll still be fun around the holidays and stuff, but it just it's not the same as it was. Yeah, people are starting to get get back out there. You know, it's not as pivotal in their lives. Right. You can go out and do stuff. Yeah. The world's interactive again, which is nice. Not just something you look at out of your window. (laughs) 
Any uh, any learnings during the pandemic, boys? I mean, we all had a lot of time to sit there and like look deeply within. I don't know. Just curious. Any takeaways? Yeah. That means yes and not, but not when you want to share. All right. I hear that. No, it doesn't mean that. I'm just saying like yes and no, I guess. I don't know. There wasn't some big epiphany. Now, granted, I still went to work every day. You know, I mean, I think. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a little different. Well, a lot different. Mine was different than a lot of people's. But now, I mean, I don't know if there was some like grand thing that like came upon me like, oh, this or that, like. I don't know. I've always valued time with like friends and family. So it wasn't shocking. And then like, like most people, I was like, Oh, I'm going to start reading this and reading that, but that never happened. <laughs> yeah. I was going to get in great shape. Abs <laughs> <laughs> of steel, baby. <laughs> Matt. Uh, I would say the biggest thing is I've been very like pleased with my ability. And really, I guess this started back like leading into the 2016 election where the the main takeaway would be the importance and the value of just staying neutral. And uh, a word that I've used a lot that I find very neutral is like, that is wild. And (laughs) from, from the 2016 election leading into 2020, I thought I had said that a lot, but since the pandemic started to now, I have heard so much crazy and it moves so fast, but I feel like I don't get too wrapped up one way or another and all the stuff that's constantly going on, but I will, people will still feel heard when I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. Right. And it's not this like awkward thing, but it's, uh, yeah. Like talking about how wild stuff is instead of like good or bad um has has helped me be able to connect with a lot of people with different viewpoints on uh things in this really crazy year and a half or whatever it's been dude that's good good call that's actually a great takeaway thank you because it is like so easy to get wrapped up in you know the emotion of something but realistically most of that stuff doesn't affect you personally yeah and even if it does it's still your emotions about it that you know do most of the damage yeah is it though I mean, at some point, sure. there was some serious, serious stuff that went on last year. Like, I don't think it's an emotional response. It's also just like a, like some things were really fucked. Like, I well, think let me ask you this. Right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, finish. Well, so um, of things that happened last year, what affected your personal health? Uh, well, my neighborhood getting gassed for two weeks. But like that didn't affect your personal health. You're still just as healthy as you were two years ago, minus like all the weight loss stuff. I mean, okay. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, to, I mean, I'm saying like you, when you're, li- I mean, you were up here, like that was not good. Sure. Yeah, it was not good, but that's what Matt's saying is like, so that's looking at it through, obviously everything's viewed through a value filter, right? So it's neither good nor bad, depending on how you want to look at it. Some people could say it was good because it's nice that, you know, the African-American community was heard, et cetera, et cetera. Some people could say it was not good because, you know, police were uh, victimizing people, whatever. Um, and so like what he's saying is like, it was like taking a neutral stance of it was wild, um, rather than taking a, uh, value-based stance of labeling something good or bad, which neither of which it, uh, provably was like similar to like, you know, uh, beauties in the eye of the beholder, the observer, et cetera. 
Right. I, I just worry sometimes we get in this point now where it's easy for like people like us to sit here and go, oh, I'm just going to sit in the middle. But some things are pretty serious things. And there's people that say wild stuff. And, and I don't mean that like the way Matt's saying it. Like sometimes like you should check somebody and be like, that's not true. Like there's nothing to back that up at all. Like you're just spreading a lie that's going to get people hurt. Like that to what me, was I can't. a lie? I, can't, I don't understand. Well, one example would have been last year, and I, I don't want to get too much into politics. You know me on this podcast, but like, oh, I thought you were talking about Black Lives. Oh, I, I got you. I thought you were talking about the protests still. Not, I'm just saying, like the wildfire stuff, and everybody was all fired up up here, like they're being set by Antifa and this and that. Like, no, that's not true. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you go on it, and I'm I'm obviously a little gun shy because we're sitting here on a podcast, but certain people with massive audience were saying that stuff on a podcast. And it's firing up people to like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it's like, like for me, I just can't sit there and go, ah, oh, that's crazy. Like, no, that's a, you're affecting people's lives. So I think that's what I'm just saying. Like sometimes like, and I, Matt, trust me, I'm not coming down on you. I get what you're saying. And I'm, I try to stay neutral, but at some point too, like with some people, you gotta be like, ah, oh, that's just, that's just a lie. Like if it makes you feel better to believe it. Okay. Here, here's the biggest takeaway I would have from the pandemic is that social media as a tool is just, I, I don't know that it's helping anybody or it's good. Like, I like the fact you can get live news out. Obviously, I like it for sports, but they're like, I was just shocked at what happened in the last year and what people would put out on social media. Yeah, it seems like uh, people go on there looking for a fight, at least with with Twitter. It seems less, from what from what I see, I guess, a lot of what people post or comment is like a reflection of their inner world. And it seems like, yeah, people go on there to like to vent frustration and stuff rather than uh, the opposite. Although again, like, you know, there's a lot of users, millions of users on Twitter. So different experiences, but is that kind of what you're talking about? Is that people go on and just go off on something? Yeah. Or people just post stuff and then just, you know, like Matt was one of the first few people I've ever heard say this. And this was years ago, joking around, but he was like, I hate it when people put just saying, I'm like, not taking a side, but I'm just pointing out this and that. And it's like, right, but you cherry pick that. I mean, Cobb, I learned this term from you. What's it? Confirmation bias. Like, well, listen, with YouTube, I can hop on there and find confirmation, not real, but somebody will confirm some crazy theory I have. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's a, that's, what's crazy about the internet is, it's really difficult to get to objective truth because there are things that um, are not objective. It's subjective. Like, let's say the Mariners beat the Yankees. It's like, well, for Mariners fans, that's good. For Yankees fans, that's bad. Um, so that's like, you know, a little more subjective. But there's like objective truth, right? Like the Mariners won the game over the Yankees. Uh, that's a bad example, I guess. But with the internet, it is really hard to separate like what's real, what's someone's opinion, and what's something that, really, you know, could be taken either way. And both are true. Like that dress is pretty or that dress is ugly, but it, yeah, it is tough to get down to even have a conversation when the people can't agree on the facts. And I feel like that was, I guess I would say a skill or at least a, an attribute of the, the Trump presidency was that the spin machine on both sides was so powerful that it was difficult to even um, agree on the premises uh, that we were that you were going to debate about because both sides had so much information that they felt backed up their point, um, and it was tough to determine what was actually real on both sides. Was my my thought? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. Agree, disagree. <laughs> so you disagree? <laughs> I'm, I, I have said my piece. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a sec. All right. All right. Welcome back. Everybody's chilled out now. (laughs) (laughs) Cobb, I forgot to ask you, how many emails do we got in there? Oh, Jesus. This dude, you know, I feel like, I feel like I come on this podcast and I try to do a good job and then Uh I go and mess up, not only not getting my research, but I also have not literally even opened my email inbox yet. So as I click through to do that, What, um, what were you doing this week? (laughs) <laughs> ted not you know, pulling tape or checking email it's wild out here man it's wild <laughs> out here um, i will you know, say i don't know how austin is but i saw the scenes from nashville this weekend and it was like holy cow yeah it was it was live in town i mean i also live on the busiest party street probably in texas possibly in the country maybe not in the country it, it's it's crazy though it's top 10 for sure what, okay. Before you start reading an email, what is the emotional swing like from like people out like on your street Saturday night? Like I imagine it's just got to be loud, and then Sunday morning it's like you could hear a pin drop. Dude, that's the thing. That's what I would have thought. Um, Sunday is one of the wildest days on Rainy Street. It's there's a whole all the locals go out on Sunday, and uh, it feels like a Friday honestly. And they don't just go, they don't just go out during the afternoon. They go out and they stay out. And so I think it's a lot of industry folks and stuff, but yeah, I'll, I'll try to, now nah, I'm going to forget, but I should just send you a video on a Friday or on a Sunday night. Like it is chaos. I would say Thursday is probably one of the slower nights, but like Friday, crazy Saturday, you just can't get in anywhere. There's 200 person lines. And then Sunday looks like a Friday. I mean, it, it's honestly insane. Yeah, it's like when I lived in Belltown, man, like I was always amazed, like Saturday night, especially in the summertime with your windows open, you could hear people out there till three, four in the morning. Okay. And I remember a Sunday morning, sometimes I'd get up and get out of the market and just like stroll into the original Starbucks and get a coffee. There's no line. It would be quiet. And I was like, everybody's working off that hangover. And then by like 10, 30, 11, you get the brunch crowd back out. People are getting fired up again. That's, that's more like Randy. Yeah. Early morning. There's nobody any day of the week, but then like, yeah, like Sundays by about like three, they're back at it. Um, so as far as emails, we got three. All right. Nice. One was rescued from the, uh, spam folder. Uh, the, (laughs) oh boy. Okay. Um, (laughs) Uh, the cop topic, uh, the devil's YouTube channel, um, that, uh, would make me click on it. So that was the cop topic was like, if the devil had a YouTube channel, what would his clickbait title be to get you to click? Uh, his, uh, this guy's title would be, I'm your daddy. Here's how (laughs) you guys are motivational ish. Little J Willie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your daddy. Here's how. All right. All right. That's fair. Uh, oh, hey boys! Uh, big ups to the biggest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Greatest. I'll take biggest. He said biggest. I don't know. 
It's always weird. I can't see you guys. Uh, okay. Uh, gotta say, I really loved uh, Cobb playing devil's advocate in the home episode number 46. I hope he gets to the bottom of the Ted Smith flip flop flim flam in the next episode. <laughs> also, you guys should do something. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. See, this goes back to our last segment. Like Cobb says stuff confidently. Doesn't mean he's right. <laughs> uh it's in the tapes, man. It's in Ted Smith's emails. Trust me. 5G. Um, uh, also, uh, you guys should do something special for the home episode number 50. Uh, maybe do an open Zoom chat for everyone and try to recreate a party atmosphere. I don't know. Just spitballing. Anyhow, keep up the great work, fellas. Cheers. Mikey Dubs. Mikey, I like the idea. It's just, it's just a pain in the butt to set up and everything. And yeah, no. <laughs> plus obviously at this rate like we'll be able to see everybody in person by the fall yeah oh dude somebody did the research oh i don't know if i'll be able to play this where my microphone can hear it uh, i don't even know what this is but i'll download it okay so he said uh uh i think I, so uh isaac emailed us and said i think i found the point of argument from the podcast the home episode number 46 ted talks about a two-week quarantine uh, later on, you all talk about it probably being serious, though. Wild past 14 months we've had, the hype about the XFL was real, and just like that, it was all gone. Um, I don't know how long this clip is. I'll try to just open it up and see if this is something we can do or not. The hype on the XFL was real. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? That's funny. He brings that up. I almost completely forgot about that. I still got my orange towel from the first Dragons game. Nice. You know what? I still have that somewhere. It's probably sitting up with my scarves. More of a collector's item now. <laughs> I just listened to the thing. I think I can play it if you guys want. I just need to. Uh, I, I need to change out my uh, my headphones and stuff. You guys want to try try to play it? Sure. Okay. Can oh, you yeah. talk in real quick? Yep. Okay. So this uh, should play through my speakers. Hopefully, it doesn't get some crazy feedback loop. Um, tell me if you boys can hear this. I walked home and then I started freaking myself out. So I was like, what, what if they put the whole city on quarantine? I don't have enough food for two weeks. I think I was talking to you guys about that. Yeah. I gotta go there. rice, beans, and same. I'm about, I'm about to say I have a new, had a new rice maker show up today, actually. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Inconclusive. <laughs> right? I was like, I don't know if that settles anything. No, it doesn't. I just wasn't sure if you guys could hear it or not. I just got a new <laughs> rice cooker. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. That is wild, like, hearing back. Like, thank you, Isaac. Just to even hear that little segment, you know, of, like, us at that time in history, knowing that that's out there, it's so wild. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was cool. To be young again, boys. Inconclusive. <laughs> is that it just three of them yeah sorry that's it boys <laughs> all right sorry i was looking at you for that one all right take another break we'll come back and uh check in with what was matinin all right welcome back let's check in with what's matinin hey what's good what's man whoa uh before we get to what's matinin hey what's good what's man whoa check out what's matinin Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening, 
Hey, what's good? What's man? Check out what's happening. Okay. Well, as we talked about, I'm back in Palm Springs. Um, it's been a great week. Coming back down here is always uh, a lot of fun. I've been very focused on revamping Nutrition Made Fun. And uh, I'm going to make the discount code for this, this round back to basics. But it's going to be the number two. Course.nutritionmadefun.com for that. Basically, when I say like I've worked really hard to upgrade it, I went back. I've added at least 20 gifts into the lessons so far and uh, created a couple graphics on Canva while I was really high. But it looks fucking awesome, and I'm really excited. Nice. Good work. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so that's been, I try and be productive when I come down here, right? Because it's not like, oh, I'm on vacation. It's like, no, I work on my fucking laptop. So I want to get stuff done. Um, so I have done that. I had missed zero clients during uh, my travels. So proud of all that. Now we can get to the fun stuff. Uh, I sent you guys both that picture, right? Of the dog, the dog with the gold chain. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a corgi and like a re- golden retriever almost mix, right? He's got the little corgi corgi legs. Yeah, oh, with yeah. like the uh, Westie in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that guy in the front, the golden one with the chain. Yeah. So that's my brother's dog. Nice. <laughs> we were all over here, and uh, you know, we were. Uh, it was later on a the night. There was some some substances, you know. Uh, I well, and I assume that with every story you tell, they smoke weed. I'm not saying their names. Obviously, I was high, but like other people were drinking and I was high and other people smoked, too. But who cares? But so everybody's a little bit faded at this point. Uh, It's later in the night and I go in the other room and I come in and everybody is just dying laughing like on the couches, like cannot control themselves or speak. And I'm like, I just took a piss. I'm like, what is going on? Guys, <laughs> and my brother's like, look at, look at the dog. And I could barely understand him through his uh, hysterical laughter. And I look over and uh, this dog has. Well, you know, how sometimes dogs get lipsticks. Yeah, like this was a full on like fifth corgi leg that was just <laughs> hanging out like almost touching the ground and i was oh like a red rocket i got you yeah yeah Yeah, except the biggest one i've ever seen on a dog period and that is a small dog and then i joined the laughter of course because it was hilarious but it was like what and then i could tell that this dog was feeling ostracized right because like they can sense what's going on. <laughs> These people aren't being subtle about it. And so then I'm like, I got to comfort this. I'm like, hey, dude, it's okay, man. And I just start petting this dog with a gigantic heart on hanging out, almost touching the ground. And I'm not going to lie, boys, I've been a little freaked out about it ever since. It felt like the right thing, the right compassionate thing to do in the moment. Uh, everybody was laughing at this guy. He had a gigantic thing hanging out and Looked a little bit like frazzled. So I, I tried to be reassuring and give him some pets while that was going on. 
there was some debate going on about if that was the appropriate move. So I wanted to get your take. I mean, I wouldn't feel too embarrassed for the dog. He's the one that got fired up in the middle of a living room in front of people. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. You know, I mean, he was at attention the entire time. He was not like that. I could not pull that off if I was super embarrassed. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know how to read this one. I'm more of a cat guy. Uh, I would say, you know, I don't have a lot to add. I'm not sure. Okay. That's a good point, Ted. So I just wanted to, to run that by you guys. It was definitely the biggest dog dong I've ever seen in my life. Like that's not helping your side of the story. We keep talking about how big it is. Then you're like, yes, I went over and petted him. I'm like, oh, all right. God damn it. So look in my neighborhood, Kabul tested this. Like once in a while, there's unexpected penis. People just hanging out on the street, taking a pee or whatever. I never think, eh, I'll go over and pet his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, so uh, that happened. Yeah. Fair point, Ted. You know, I wasn't really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, that was that was a big thing where I just it was the biggest thing I've ever seen like that. I wanted to get your take on that. And then um this other one. <laughs> I thought that was like gonna go over differently. And then I had this other story that I wanted to tell too. And I don't know if I want to follow it up with, with this one. Oh, come on, give it to us, man. Okay, so downtown Palm Springs, we went there on Sunday. Um is a it's a very uh, gay friendly neighborhood <clears throat> and we're walking down the heart of it. Right. Cobb, you and I have been to that same street and sure. one of the places had a signs that said private event. It was full on no COVID in there. Just a bunch of hot shirtless dudes having the time of their lives. And I was so happy to just see it. I, you know, it was like good for you guys. I'm getting a lot out of this. So I'm feeling great. And then I walk, uh, I'm crossing the crosswalk and there's this guy coming the other way and he's got like a little crop top that says butch on it in Barbie print and short shorts. And he's walking a chihuahua and uh, we had just found a 420 lounge. You could smoke inside at pretty dope as I was very high again. (laughs) And I see this dude. And he sees me and I start to grin. But then I'm like, oh, I already started to grin. Like, you got to let this guy know that seeing him just made your day. And so I just smiled like, yeah, because I was so happy in that moment to just feel like we're back, you know? Yeah, right. Totally. So I just had this beaming smile and he's like, oh, my God, I love your smile. It's so nice to have these masks off. Just made my goddamn week. Um (laughs) Yeah, that story's a lot better than the dog story. That's that's a pretty normal run-in. You see a dude in a crazy outfit, you gave him a smile. Yeah, it was a good good interaction. Uh, Maybe that's what you should have done with the dog. Just a smile, I think, would have gotten you there. Smile from a safe social distance. Yeah, no physical contact. All right. So no more stories. Uh, we're good, guys. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Boop, 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 boop.
Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Matt, sometimes what I love, like one of my favorite things about being friends with people is you think about how you experience the world and you think about like when you leave your friend, how they're just like out there ping-ponging off of people just like anybody else. Yeah. And like you're one of my favorite cases that were like, God, man, I wonder just like what is happening to Matt out there just ping-ponging around through through a bunch of other people, you know? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's fun to think about. You're like a good little X factor in the world. Oh, and I definitely appreciate that about you. Thank you, um, man. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. So, um, this one really, it's just uh, the, the Genesis is nothing exciting. I went to a bar and there's three stalls or three, three urinals. Um, I go in and, you know, I go to the last one on the left and then a guy comes in and he goes in the middle one. And it just, I was like, you know, like, I don't mind. There's little dividers. It's whatever, but it's just like, I just thought that was understood that you go to the right one, you know, and that we leave a empty urinal between us. And if a third guy shows up, fine. He uses that one. But I guess I thought it was an unwritten rule that everybody knew. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, uh, so my thinking for the cop topic this week is just like, what's your favorite, like unwritten rule of the bro code. So this is for the guys out there. Feel free to email us literally the word email at the podcast.com to ease. Um, yeah. What's your favorite unwritten rule of the bro code? And also was I wrong in thinking that guys? No, I mean, if there's three, you should obviously leave the middle one open. Okay. Thank you. I, I thought that was a given. And I was so shocked that this guy went in the middle that I just didn't even, I didn't even confront him. <laughs> I wouldn't have anyway, but it was bizarre. Yeah. I mean, but it's also funny too. Is like, I mean, look, that's just my, I thought everybody knew that. Like there's memes about it, but it's also weird is that sporting events, it's like, oh, there's a trough and everybody just pees in the same trough. But if there's right. room, then it's like, yeah, that is generally like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it seems Tommy like he's off over. Yeah. And like, they were pretty tight in there, you know, like this was not a large bathroom. I'm trying to think that's a good example uh, you know, here's one that I, I think is a great rule. It's like, if you go, if you go out for like drinks or whatever, and like everybody's buying a round here or there, like you got to pay for a round. Yeah, seriously. I definitely had, uh, say acquaintances. I wouldn't call them friends before that have been like, like they just don't chip in. And it's like, dude, we're not just buying you drinks. I mean, I don't mind buying you a drink here or there, but part of the fun is like, eventually you're going to get around too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. My biggest issue with that, I, I try to buy the first round because I feel like I always forget because I drink super slow. I'm like, well, yeah, uh, I'm with you. It is annoying when people are like that. Yeah, but I've never been with you where you haven't offered or bought a round or, and you're not even a big drinker. You know what I mean? And you understand it. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's just like common. Matt, what do you got? Um, Unwritten rule of bro. Man, that's a good one. Uh, I'm just thinking about, uh, I don't know the product. I mean, it doesn't really affect me a bunch these days, but like when I see a dude with a, uh, you know, even if he's not holding her hair at the moment, but like just dealing with the out of control drunk chick. Sometimes I've made eye contact with that dude. If like, 
you know, I, I don't know how you contribute to that situation when you see it unfolding. But I mean, I, it's not like I put the fist up, but I just kind of like gave a nod of like, yeah, man. Thanks for <laughs> but, taking one for the team, buddy. Yeah. Like, taking care of her. Yeah. Cause like his night is over at that point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen it, you know, I've seen it go the other way too. I didn't mean to make it like God knows. I, I mean, yeah, I've definitely seen out of control dudes, but like, uh, yeah, the just, there's been some of those moments where I'm like, I can't really help here, but like, thank you for doing your part. And yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't had too many situations where I've been that guy. Thank God. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the one that always like got me that I was thinking of. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'd say on a lighter note too, is athletic competitions with each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like this weekend, Sal down at Sal's, we're playing a bunch of lawn games. That's one thing, but like, kind of like, 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 like I play in public, right. But I have multiple friends that played like college and stuff. And it's always like it. And, and that's not just bro code, but it would be out of line if I brought them and just like brought a ringer or if it was like, right. I mean, like Kyle, one of the first times we hung out, I was like, I'll race you in this pool. And you're like, you know, I swam in college. It's like, I did not, but I'm confident like blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? There's like a fair, like right. kind of just like, you got to know each other's athletic ability. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I feel like the other one from, for me, well, actually, um, yeah, actually I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> oh, you sound like me earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. We'll be on for a couple. Actually. Yeah. We'll be on for a couple weeks. And then I'm, uh, I'm actually doing some traveling in the first week of June to go see uh, some friends back East and go to a wedding, which Smith wedding is never fun. Those people, the worst. Yeah. But there's like, <laughs> Yeah, like I always say, that's all you need. 13 more versions of me running around. Like, who would have yeah, this? <laughs> so, there you go. Another uh, The Home Episodes. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for MCTP. For Cobb, Lee Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>